Happy Friday, all, and thanks for joining us. This is episode two of Digital Learning Radio. My name is Albert Thomas, and I am joined by my colleagues, Catherine Laster. Hello. And Ashley Gillum. Hi. Today on the podcast, Ashley will share something to ponder, I will share something to try, and Catherine will share something to revamp. So, turning it over to Ashley. All righty. So, our boss, Craig Gray, suggested this topic for the pod and shared an article from the New York Times titled, How Do We Educate People for an Automated World? And that's a topic that has come up quite a bit in the news lately. So, the Pew Research Center and Elon University surveyed people who work in technology and education and asked that question. Here's what they found. Quote, people still need to learn skills, the respondent said, but they will do that continuously over their careers. In school, the most important thing that they can learn is how to learn. End quote. And learning how to learn is a topic that we have explored quite a bit, and we know that what it means to teach and learn has changed. We leverage technology for learning by designing our own learning experiences. And I wonder, are we offering students the same opportunity? And are we intentional about instructional design that allows students to own their learning? And this is something that I will reflect on as I plan for a professional learning this summer. Well, Ashley, this has Gail Allen and the new pillars of modern teaching all over it. And I loved our activity that we did for our pillars book study, where we asked all of the participants to reflect on how they learn best. And we asked them about the time, place, medium, and socialness, and really thought that was so fantastic for me to figure out what is the best learning experience for me and what helps me learn. And I think we need to do that with all of our students as well. Yes, and give them opportunities and avenues so they have some choice in the way they learn. Absolutely. All right, Al, it's your turn. All right, so um, my thing is something to try. And so one of the things that I came across and just as I was exploring um, different topics was um, there was something that was actually done with YouTube Live. And I don't know if you, Catherine or Ashley, you guys have used um, YouTube Live at all. And not yet. So nope, not yet. It is one of those tools that I think has kind of evolved. We used to have the Hangout on Air, which are still there. Um, but these are basically taking the place of those Hangout on Air um, from Google. And so um, Tom Ritchie uh, recently did a review session for his AP European History um, student. And the really cool thing about it is that he basically did the typical review that you would see done in a classroom, but he moved it online and recorded it live so that students could actually engage into the content, see the review, uh, but also incorporated um, social media and um, the ability to chat and kind of ask questions, Um, all of it being recorded um, and allowed for all of his students to be able to have this as a resource for the future. I thought one of the great things about it is that as of today, um, there's over 26 thousand wow um, <laughs> views which is well past the amount of students in his class so I thought that that was pretty remarkable uh, that he has created this resource not only for his students but also for his for other students and teachers to be able to leverage as well and I think this is one of the things for me personally as I continue to reflect on moving from simply consuming content um, to being able to create content. I think that as teachers, we have this level of knowledge that really could benefit others. And if we're just willing to be open to step out of our comfort zone, it could provide so much value for others. So thoughts? Well, first of all, what is the difference between YouTube Live and Hangouts on Air? Is there a limit? Because I know with the Hangouts, there is a limit to the number of participants who could be involved. So Yeah, right now I didn't see any um, limitations as far as that. And so um, I know that when it was actually being recorded, there were over, um, there were 
I, there were well over 2,000 people that were on it live. And so oh. that was a pretty large number. So could you respond, like do the chat or were there questions or comments? You or can. There is actually a chat that you can actually, you can moderate directly from. Now that is one of the things that you have to keep in mind that you can do this directly from your smartphone or iPad, um, but you can also do it from the computer. It's a little more complicated, but you have a lot more control. If you use a computer, you can actually handle the chat a little bit easier in my opinion. And so, but you can definitely integrate the chat. I personally would also encourage just kind of doing, um, incorporating social media, uh, using Twitter, using some of those tools to respond to questions. I thought that that would be a little bit better. I've used the chat feature within the YouTube Live and it's okay, but I don't think it is as robust in what you can do with Twitter, so. Well, at the end, I just participated in the Sketchnote 50 and yep. it ended on Monday and Sylvia Duckworth did a YouTube Live session. And so that was the first time I really had seen that. And they, I haven't watched the video, but it was saved. So you can watch it later at any time. They were using a hashtag, so <laughs> social media part. But then they also said incorporate the comments below or the comment feature. Mm. And so I didn't see really how that worked, though. So And I will say one of the things that I did um, when I've done a YouTube Live in the past, um, you can actually assign moderators. And I thought that was something that was definitely beneficial to kind of have someone there answering questions as you're giving, maybe delivering content, that there is someone there helping to be able to continue to keep that con that discussion going. So whether you use Twitter or the built-in chat features, I think that would be beneficial to have someone help assist with that portion. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. So Catherine, you're up. Okay, on our last episode, my something to try was to take extra special care of yourself. So today's idea also fits in with end of year planning. And today my something to is something to revamp for next year, which was inspired by a recent blog post from Catlin Tucker called Save Your Sanity. In the article, she includes a Google Doc that you can make a copy of called Things to Revamp for Next Year. And her revamp ideas include classroom routines, teaching strategies, lesson ideas, and personal goals. But I might also include classroom environment and include technology in that list. I shared her post with a group of teachers last week, and part that really resonated with all of us is that it's important to reflect and make plans now while you're in the moment rather than wait for June, because she said in the article, I know when I leave my classroom for summer, the pain points I'm experiencing right now won't be as poignant. When you're in the moment and seeing the students in front of you, you can be in your classroom, you really feel it. Actually, her first point in the article was when you start working on something now, it helps you feel more in control of the situation when you're surrounded by the end of school craziness and stress. And so both points in her article were fantastic. Um, but earlier this week, we had our tech conference. And at the end of the day, we were tired, we we're ready to pack up. And our director said, we're all here. Why don't we debrief? And I think at first we were kind of like, oh, no, yeah, we can, were. can we please wait? <laughs> but I really think it was powerful that we stopped and we shared the ideas because we were in the moment. Everything was fresh in our head. We could say these were our pain points. These were our successes. Here's what we need to do better next year. So I think that was very important. 
Um, Ashley and I also share an article in our sessions where the author mentions the importance of making time and space for reflection and that quality reflection occurs when our new ideas shift our thinking and then the ideas become actions. Um, We also share a popular quote from John Dewey that says, we do not learn from the experience, but we learn from reflecting on the experience. And so it's very powerful to take that time to reflect, make some shifts and plans for next year, and then um, make sure that you're doing that in the moment. So um, what things we want to revamp for um, next year, that's my something to try. And I, I love the idea of reflecting in the moment. And another kind of piece to consider with this is getting feedback from your students. Oh, great point. And you have to do that before they, before they before the school year ends. Right, so right. that could also be something you could reflect on incorp- and incorporate um, in your revamp plans. Good. And I think there's, I'll find a blog post where there are some great reflection questions mm-hmm. for um, students. And I think you have to be a little bit brave when you ask the students feedback at the end of the year like that. But I think you do really get some good information from the kids. All right. Well, I'll get us out of here. We have several ways for you to connect with us. Please follow us at Dig Learn Radio and join our Facebook group, also Digital Learning Radio. Bookmark tiny.cc forward slash DL radio, all lowercase, where you can subscribe to the pod and check out the show notes and resources that accompany this episode. In each episode, we want to leave you with a question, conversation starter, or something to think about. We want this podcast to meet your needs. So over the next weeks, please share what are your summer learning goals. Share your responses on Twitter and tag at DigLearnRadio. Leave us a review in iTunes, now called Apple Podcasts, or in Google Play Music. New episodes will show up in your feed every other Friday. Thanks for listening, and happy weekend.